Welcome, everybody, to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the world on God's green earth. This Did I say green? It's like blue-green. You said grand. God's grand. God, God's grand earth. over here. Get, yeah. Get the soapbox. God's grand, glorious earth. This blue-green orb that we all sit on. The G-spot. Some of us... I thought we were doing G-verb. God's G-spot. Planet Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the best podcast on God's G-spot. It is the only mandatory podcast Uh, in the world. I hope you guys are all enjoying your day. Happy uh, Hanukkah, you guys. It is uh, December. Today is December 11th that this episode is being aired so i believe hanukkah if i'm unless i'm completely off base is begins tomorrow Excellent. so that's very exciting happy hanukkah to anyone who celebrates it and also anyone who doesn't you can you can recognize hanukkah you fucking assholes right happy hanukkah everybody happy fucking hanukkah happy fucking hanukkah the michael the Pre-Variety hour if this is your first time listening to it is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local interesting people local musicians local poets local artists and uh the person that we are featuring today fe- she fits in uh into at least one of those categories fit in several mm-hmm, mm-hmm. her name is emily wood how's it going you are an artiste <laughs> that's it's required to be pronounced that way too Art- mm-hmm. artiste artiste <laughs> artiste artiste test yeah art- mm. <laughs> Yep, yep, Hamtramck local. Hamtramck local. You you do all sorts of different kind of arts. I you know like you you do paintings, you do uh, murals, you do uh, like sculptures. Uh, I do textile needlework, work, textiles, graffiti, cover art, jokes, jokes, comics. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you do jokes, huh? Do jo- uh, do, give me, oh, we got an arms crossed oh, yeah, off we, here. We got a we got a we, jokester, huh? Yeah, yeah. You tell you me one joke. Funny? Tell me one joke. Okay, last night I was having sex with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. it's going <laughs> fine. He, <laughs> there's, there it is, folks. There it is. He goes, Emily, you got a big pussy. You mm. got a big pussy. Whoa. I'm like, why? Why did you say it twice? <laughs> he goes, I didn't. It's an echo. Uh- <laughs> uh, oh, look, you forgot not to laugh. Uh, oh, okay. You are you are okay. I can confirm. Artiste of jokes as funny, well. Funny looking. Mm, well, you know what? We can't all be perfect like me. It's I got a haircut. Humbling. I got a haircut. It looks like you got all of them cut. I, oh, I didn't get these ones cut. The beard, because apparently it's no shave November. But I don't. I don't participate. I just am lazy. I heard it was no nut November. It what's, is. What's yeah. That? There's a lot of who no nuts besides that. No nut November. I think that was like a 4chan thing. I, I absolutely could not go without eating cashews or peanuts for a whole month. Oh, <laughs> I don't think you're talking, thinking about the right nuts. You're doing like chestnuts or something. Yes. That's the kind. <laughs> nut crackers. Mm-hmm. No nutcrackers. Because then in December, that's when you get the nutcracker out. And that's when you got a, all those oh. nuts that you stored up. Oh, I get it. For... You get all those nuts stored and you just crack them. You yeah, just you just squish that guy's body and yeah, crack Yeah, it's his jaw. Unhinged jaw. Do you think, okay, uh, conspiracy theory. Ooh. Is the nutcracker a snake? 
because he could unhinge his jaw. Uh, I'm gonna need more context. Are we do? Are we doing like classic like the like cla- ballet? Yeah, you know, you know, like the little Nutcracker toy that people have around the holidays. Okay. Uh, and you know, when you you pull his little the oh, little yeah. back thing down, his jaw goes, <laughs> and then you put the nut like the walnut in, and then you crack it. I think he's an alien snake hybrid. Yeah, you think he's a reptile man? I th- I think I think that's what the data suggests. Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. Emily Wood. You are an artiste in the Hamtramck area. Tell me, t- tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about uh, growing up. Uh, but where'd you where'd you grow up? Yeah, it's actually great to be back on Wayne State's campus because I actually grew up here on Wayne State's campus. Really? Yeah, yeah I was born right right over in Woodbridge. My mother was a postdoc, so really? I, I literally grew up here. Wow! And uh, I try not to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're forced to now. Right. It's mandatory. Yeah. No, I spent. Grew up here and just spent too many years downtown, too many years yeah. in college. Mm-hmm. And then it was about four years ago where I was like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Decided to quit and become an artist full time. And uh, the bills keep getting really? paid. So Wait, so, you, so you, you were a doctorate? You were. I was a, uh, I'm all but dissertation on a PhD. Oh. And that, that, that's my second because I quit the first one. Then they, they have to give you a master's if you quit so far in. <laughs> so I, I got a couple by default. There you go. Uh, uh, graduate by proxy yeah there well you, you know I, I got the letters yeah there you go <laughs> so what what that must have been was that a hard decision to like drop out of school and it, w- it was because i'd spent so much time here and i was so dedicated <laughs> to this you know the intellectual academic scientific process mm-hmm. you know if you look at my art a lot of it has ties to data collection data presentation things that are like information dense Very, which, like, really appeal to me right yeah so uh so I, I absorbed as much as I could. And yeah, yeah, it was hard. You know, they tell you to like, you know, find a job you love, right? You'll never work a day. Find a job you love. And mm-hmm. I thought I liked science. You know, I was I was at the medical school. We were we were literally, we were curing cancer. We were work, working on uh, breast cancer genes wow. and long non-coding RNA therapies. But then, you know what? It comes a point where you just see it's all made up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pharmaceutical companies and, you know. 14 hour days and I just I just quit they didn't believe I quit for so long they paid me for six months after oh my goodness because my boss was too embarrassed to tell him I quit oh (laughs) nobody quits all but dissertation yeah so that must guy yeah was that like do you ever regret that uh, you know, I regret when I was doing it, I was the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could shut him down. I was doing all this traveling and stuff. So my ego hurts a little bit, but <laughs> that's it. I'm much yeah. nicer. I was kind of a bitch. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm much, I'm much happier now. I'm doing <laughs> oh, much better. So when, have you always done art, like growing up? Yeah, always did art. You know, it's one of those things you can't not do, right? It's like the only bulwark against like sadness and unhappiness and stuff, right? There's humor. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's creativity and the, the two are really closely linked, actually. Yeah. So, you know, you go one way or you go the other way. I guess if you're alone a lot, you do art because yeah. there's no one to laugh at your jokes. Yeah. <laughs> My just sister and I, we did humor. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I went with art and just, yeah, you just keep doing You got, you know, all we got on this planet is time. Yeah. We're all just doing time on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Right. On the G spot. So yeah. On the G spot. <laughs> Woo. So, you know, you just got to find something to do that you enjoy that makes that time pass. Mm-hmm. Something that you can be proud of. So mm-hmm. what was the first, what was the first, your first like foray into art? Like what was the first like thing you kind of took to? Nah, I, I, there's no, it was I'm born with a pencil in my hand. Mm-hmm. It was hard on mom. Yeah. <laughs> Did it come out horizontally or vertically? <laughs> Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took it too far. <laughs> 
sorry. No, um, I like it. Push, push it. Push the boundaries. Push it real good. Mm-hmm. So, um, when so you 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 used it uh, like you know you just were doing art growing up, but like when did you like when was it when you when you dropped out of uh, well, college? That you, you know, it's 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 like a response to like being miserable, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you like chart it, like every time you're happy, you know, artists do less art. So like every time in your life you have a crisis, the art output just starts going yeah. gangbusters, right? Yeah. So every time bad things happen, you just do more and more art. So. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it took me being realizing that I wasn't going to be able to be an academic. And then when I was like, "Oh fuck, yeah, I was 33." Yeah, I was like, "What? What did I waste all this time for?" Right. So all that kind of like threw some creative stuff into overdrive, and I just started making a bunch of stuff. And lo and behold, people fucking buy it. Yeah, people yeah. like it. I was yeah. I you know they say if you love something, never do it for free. I firmly yeah. believe in the opposite. I do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it just reached a critical mass. People were like, "Oh God, this girl again! Fine, Here, <laughs> here's two dollars. Go away." Uh, so how do you how do you draw that line? Now that like uh, like you you do make money doing your art, so like what 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 line do you decide whether something is something that you should do for free or should ask money for? Um, usually usually people who can pay do. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that I really, really want to do, then I'll do it for free. Yeah. But I do, I do most of the things. I, I do like seventy percent of my stuff for free. But I'm, I'm super poor. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I find my clothes in the garbage. Like, if I, I got a bridge card, like I'm poor. I'm fucking fine with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. Is that something that you had to kind of grow to accept? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It is. I do things I never thought I'd do. I got two pairs of socks on right now because mm-hmm. one of them, they they have holes in different places. You just wear two. It <laughs> yeah, all seals up. Fill in the, fill you know, in the cracks. My teeth are crumbling. I haven't had my hair cut. I found this bra in the garbage. <laughs> Today? No. Oh. <laughs> last week. Yeah, I know. I find great stuff in the garbage. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually been really freeing. You know, the less that I've been able to do with. But, I mean, that being said, I have, you know, th- thanks, Obama. I have health care. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Got a bridge card. So I got some food. You know, I got got a roommate. And, you know, my cars. I got a '99 Ford Escort. Wow! So, you know, still living hanging the in dream. there. Dream. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, tell me, tell us, like, you. It's really hard to like pinpoint exactly like the art that you do because it's it, there's just so much variety. And but like, let's talk uh, specifically about like um, your your mural work that you like, like Trixie's Bar, um, like the. Um, the architectural work that you do. Um, I brought you, comics. You brought comics? I like comics. I brought a bunch of oh. stuff. Oh, you mean people want to look at my art? I came, yeah. I came prepared. <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk about that? Or do you want to, like... We can you, talk... You tell me. You're the boss, boss. Well, we'll talk about it all at okay. some point. So, let, but let's... Uh, I want, I'm, re- I'm really interested in, like... I mean, I'm interested in all of it. But let's talk about, like... Um, you do a lot of architectural like yeah. work in your in your work in your art, yeah. Uh, like just paintings uh, or just drawings and of buildings and yeah. stuff. It's specifically in like the Hamtramck area, um, but it's not like it's not just like a photorealistic image. Like, what is it about uh, Hamtramck, I guess, that or just houses in general that like inspire you? Well, Hamtramck is a special place. It's, yeah. it's a place you can really just be weird and everybody is nice about it. So it's it's a special place for me for that reason. Uh, but the house thing is is something different. So like I was when I was when I was in science, 
uh, I, my undergrad degree was in anthropology. Mm-hmm. So I was reading a lot of like Carl Jung and uh, looking at a lot of archetypes and like surreal subconscious kind of things that bubble up because it's really closely linked to creativity, right? So Carl Jung says that the house is a metaphor for the human psyche, mm-hmm. right? And I kind of like took this to heart because especially in Hamtramck, when you look at a, ha- a house, it looks like a person. You know, a person has repaired it however they saw fit there's like four different kinds of siding yeah there's you know there's shit hanging off at flags from countries that don't exist anymore satellite dishes you know halloween decorations next to the christmas decorations so you can really see the human hand you know in in a rich place people pay to have somebody like fixed stuff Mm -hmm. but in a poor place people do it themselves and that's fucking sweet to be able to see like the layers of history especially in detroit it's such an old city yeah and so much built on top of itself you almost feel like you can see the ghosts of the people doing the repairs being house proud and like just being creative and weird and just fucking doing it and i feel like you can see all that and the house is a visual metaphor for that yeah so yeah i got i got my house t-shirt oh yeah this is my this this, this is my like my my long long format my visual form answer for that question (laughs) i do i love houses yeah it's where people live it's where your life happens you see all people's stuff i love going inside people's houses yeah one of those people usually when you ask before well sometimes the windows open (laughs) so uh, yeah like so when you when you kind of approach like how do you approach like working on a project, like, like like working on a piece? You just like see it and just get inspired. It grabs you, right? Yeah. yeah, like think about it. Like you're in here, you got like this musical equipment. You just got the boards, the chords, the mics. You're like, I want to <laughs> fucking record some. It's yeah. the spirits in me, right? Like yeah. it it grabs you. Like when you're passionate or like funny stuff, you can't. You think of a joke, you can't not be funny, dude. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it just, it grabs you, right? Yeah. Some kind of fucking like cosmic mission from God. From the, from Mister G Spot himself. From the, from the G from the G Spot to the, G, to the E Spot. Mm, what is the E Spot? I don't know. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> let me let me see them comics real yeah. quick. Yeah. So this that was one about a house. Here's oh, one yeah. I did. Remember, choose your own adventure. Yes. Okay, so this is one about how to have a good time in Hamtramck. Oh. <laughs> and you, you flip to the different pages. And, like, when I draw these, it depends. If I'm in a good mood, they come out kind of nice and sweet. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a bad mood, they come out really fucking shitty. <laughs> like this one. So, like... Uh, oh, my God. That's what, what are those called? The, uh, the cootie catcher? Cootie catcher. Yeah. yeah. I, so, I live right by the, the middle school. I walked out of my house, and there was this fucking... God, I wish I'd brought it. This hilarious cootie catcher, right? Like, on my, on my like, driveway. And it was so funny. It was like, say who you like you will become a shark. Like, it was clearly written by a child. It was so funny. So, like, I made this one. And this is supposed to have, like, fortunes in it. Like, here. Can I can I do it for I you? I loved making those when I was a kid. Right? Okay. So. You forget about doing those things. Oh, so no, fun. No, it's, no. I, okay. So, here. So, pick one. All right. Uh, I will pick three. Okay. So, it's it's three scratched off lottery tickets. So, one, two, three. Okay. Uh, uh, so, pick... Uh, Pea bottle, condom, kitten, or bag. Pea bottle. Yes. Okay. Okay. So here's here's your question. Um, return or recycle your your empty booze bottles at your house, or leave empties in the alley for the bums to collect. That's oh. your question, and then I'll read you your fortune. Uh, I'm going to return them. You're going to return them, so you're gonna, you're going to return recycle. Okay. It says you will get roaches from keeping bottles around until recycling day, because in Hamtramck, oh. recycling day is only once a month. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And the other fortune was increased bum traffic in your alley increases crime, poops, and shopping carts. 
Wow. Yeah, so it's it's accurate, dude. So it's like uh it's kind of like you you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Oh, aren't we all? Wow. <laughs> Here's one about Hamtramck hell. These are all the things that are under the ground in Hamtramck cuz I don't know if you know Hamtramck is a large repository for nuclear buried nuclear waste and industrial what? waste. Yeah, and some of our water mains are made out of wood, like hollowed out like logs. So I got like chuds in here, horse skeleton, and then underneath is Hamtramck Hell, where hipster devils torture sinners. <laughs> that one's funny. This is about how in Hamtramck, we don't have any animals, we, but, but we have garbage. So it's like an animal refuge, but it's animal refuse. Animal so refuse. I got a picture of a Big Mac box turtle, a deflated <laughs> soccer ball python, prescription pill bugs. It's just a bunch of visual jokes. Amazing. And, and all this stuff is like on your website, too. So yeah. if anyone's like listening and they want to like follow along and see these Emily as well. You can com. see these. These are so cool. Here's a connect the dots one about Review how everyone... newspaper <laughs> Here's one about how everyone in Hamtramck has slept with everyone else and we have our own strain of HPV. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's like a family tree? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a connect the dots. I, mean, dude, I don't know. You guys are dudes. So if there was a game for girls in the 80s called Fashion Plates mm -hmm. where you like picked like a head a, a body a torso and legs yes. no, and then yes. you scratched it and colored so this is a joke about how in hamtramck everybody dresses like normal fashion plates but all fucking mixed <laughs> up right this is me like going to the grocery store in my like 1850s miners costume with my like boys nikes <laughs> yeah Oh, here's so so the the best party store in Hamtramck is Steve's, right? It's right on yes. right when you come in. Yes. Great fucking booze selection, just badass place. Yep, they great have all there. these flyers there. So I started making jokes about like the flyers that I saw. So here's like 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 uh like black party flyers for like the BHA hall when it's like somebody's birthday, right? Money, power and respect affair. Here's a there's like uh there's a couple strip clubs, so here's like you jokes really about could. the strippers. Here's here's like the white people band shit. Right? Like, freaking amazing fest featuring bioswale, wonder bread, binary romance. Here's a real flyer I found. It's Uncle, it's a Obama in an Uncle Sam hat about how to get your tax refund. Is that a, that's a real one. That's a real, oh, I actually collect these. I have a great collection. I almost brought them out. It's like, nobody wants this is, to You could literally that. just, like, go into a diner and just, like, set these, like, the, as a placemats. And, like, people would probably think that's they were That's what real. I do. So this is, like, an example of a thing that I do just to do it. And then I, like, leave them around. I take them to, like, the bar and the coffee shop and, like, just I, just, leave them I just leave them there and it's funny. E40 wine. Yeah. E40 who fucking made his money being dusted and disgusted. You know, <laughs> being all broken shit. Now he's got his own fucking stupid wine. Oh, wait, that's real? Yes, yes. Oh. E40 totally has some wine. <laughs> and it's true. What was it? What's that? What's that famous E40 song? Um, uh, uh, I'm in love with a stripper. <laughs> is that one of them? Yeah, I think so. Uh, right. His voice is so funny. <laughs> we play dominoes for push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> and then this was this was like one of the first ones I did. Uh, this is Hamtramck drinking bingo. So this is all the things you see if you're hanging out in oh Hamtramck. You don't even need a TV in Hamtramck. So like uh, uh, drink once, two kids on one bicycle, bonus if one of the kids is smoking. All things I've actually <laughs> seen. So yeah. Oh, here's my here's my Halloween Hamtramck comic. Oh, and I got, I got, uh, I brought you some Christmas cards too. Christmas cards. I, it's just like a regular. It's it's basically Christmas in here. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, I brought you some stickers also. Oh, and this is my newest joke. So these are my these are going to be my uh, Christmas ornaments this year. They're... So they're going to be sewn and like they're going to be round like this. So it's supposed to look like PBR, mm -hmm. but it says fancy cheap beer, and it's mm -hmm. just a bunch of jokes about Hamtramck like on the bottle, reduce expectation, increase inebriation. 
You know how uh, Rolling Rock says from the glass line shores of the old Latrobe? Yeah. This says, from the garbage line streets of old Hamtramck, we tender this premium swill for your intoxication as a tribute <laughs> to your poor taste. It's just got a bunch of jokes that it's going to be fucking hilarious. So that's the, all. De- the Detroit artist market is going uh, to stock those as soon awesome. as I get them made. Yeah, so here's my Christmas card. It's, uh, it's about how to do all your Christmas shopping at the, at the party store. <laughs> And what is Xmas without shopping? So come shop in Hamtown at our glorious. We don't have if you don't need a liquor in dollar stores. This is so cool. Oh, right. man, it's like. And then the back is a joke about how uh, Planet Ant is going to have a, a Scrooge, but it's going to be like Hamtramck past, future, and present. And in the future, it's like robot hipsters opening artisanal dog biscuit <laughs> places. It's fucking Hamtramck's getting all fucking gentrified. Those motherfuckers. Uh, you want a condom sticker? A, a cot? I just, yes. This is just like, this is a dream come true. It's Christmas early. Right? It's, well, thank you. This is a Hanukkah someone miracle. S- someone started defacing my stickers, so I made these. I someone started defacing your stickers? Like, yeah. How so? People get, people get fucking butthurt, man. This fart work is so being I, watched. So I made that one. And then I made this one, too. It says, actually trying to do real artwork may cause hand cramping and butthurt feels. <laughs> I get shitty with stuff. Look at how pretty these are. Come on, what the fuck? Heck yeah! Right? Like, that's a dumpster, and it's like beautiful. Right? It's like prettier than my than me. Right? What the fuck? I do good fucking work up in here. Mm-hmm. I've so just wait, what do out. you mean? What do you mean people like to face your artwork? Uh, you know, not everybody likes me. There's a little controversy sells. Mm-hmm. So whenever you do a piece, you just stick this sticker. Well, I usually wait for it to get defaced. Oh. I'm surprised no one has drawn a dick on that mural. I told the guys when I did it, I'm like, you know there's going to be dicks all up on here. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll just cover it up. No big deal. Nobody's put a dick on it yet. I'm going to have to go put a dick on my own mural. <laughs> a sad state of fucking affairs. Oh, man. It's hard being an artist these days. You got to, no one's. I know. I got to do this shit. art these days. I stir up my own fucking controversy. No one's <laughs> carrying their weight. Controversy creates cash. That's what they say. Yeah. These are amazing. I think they're funny. You know, you just do it for yourself. And it's one of my measures of creativity. Like, if you wouldn't do it for yourself alone on a desert island, like, you shouldn't be fucking doing it. Yeah. You know? Like, you gotta you gotta do something you love for you, man. I would probably still do a podcast if I was alone on a desert island by myself. Right? <laughs> that's, how, that's how you know it's fucking yeah. from the heart, Just man. make myself laugh. Too many people, all this fucking postmodern shit. Mm-hmm. I don't truck with that. Fucking what do you abstract mean? expressionism. Suck my dick. <laughs> it's all fucking made up. You're not, a, you're not a Jackson Pollock fan? Oh, I hate Jackson. <laughs> 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 would you rather look at that or look out a window? If you would rather look out a window than look at a piece of art, it doesn't count as art. If, oh. if somebody did it completely randomly, it doesn't count as art. It's like the punk rock of fucking music. It's, it's music. Punk rock is... I, I love punk rock. It's music for people who don't know anything about music. Mo- fucking modern art is art for people who don't know anything about art. It's true. I, f- I firmly believe it. Wow. So uh, what about Mark Rothko? What's I your... fucking hate Rothko. You hate Rothko? I hope he fucking burns in hell. The most expensive painting on the planet, the Rockefeller Rothko. It's two fucking colors of blue. You know who else I hate? Albert's. That guy can suck a bag of dicks, too. I'm not sure who that is. Oh, what about Lichtenstein, that fucking piece of shit, <laughs> who just took comic book panels from comic books, 
blew them up and then they are they're in the Met and the fucking actual real artists come and see them and they're like you know the workaday guys who just sat behind a desk and got paid dick shit go and they see Lichtenstein is getting like 20 mil for the same panel blown up we got a fucking problem with art in this country it's because too many people want to like it but don't know good art from bad art if you love art you should have a list of criteria and you should be able to fucking enumerate them it shouldn't be any of this pornography you know when you see it shit no if you if you love something you should be able to tell me why you love it and people don't know they're like it's cool to like art i'm just gonna like it you know i don't want to be challenged give, give me a giant canvas it's all one color <laughs> wow vigorously uh, making the suck a dick sign you don't you don't hear people say that kind of stuff a lot because people don't fucking know any better it's not it's nothing it's like i'm not a musical person i know mm-hmm. nothing i love music i'm just too stupid for it right mm-hmm. but i for a long time i like punk rock and people who really like music are like yeah that's you know that's and, and it took a minute to click i'm like oh i'm the I'm the Rothko of like listening to music because I don't understand it. So I'm I'm picking up the easy fruit. So now I'm trying to be more more graceful. But I I, I think the sentiment holds true. Like oversimplistic forms of any kind of art are an ersatz substitute for people who want to take part and enjoy it because they see other people enjoying it, but who actually can't wrap their heads around it. The firmly yeah. Fuck Rothko. Fuck Pollock. Fuck Albers. I I do agree with you on on Pollock. On Liechtenstein, I don't agree on Rothko. Okay, can you edify me? I can, because Mark Rothko was fucking bananas. He uh, he was an insane dude, and he would just sit and like just paint the same canvas over and over again with just this different layers of red and red and like to the point where like if you if you like sit and look at it like an original Rothko in person, like it seems like a color like you've never really seen before. There's just layers of this same color, and like. I don't know. It's Mark Rothko's like he's he was bananas. He was banana nuts. If you were in a room with a Rothko in a window, I guarantee you'd spend more time looking out the window than you were looking at the painting. I'm not saying the process isn't fascinating, and I'm not saying that he wasn't an artist dedicated to his craft, but he shows a blatant disregard for the viewer. <laughs> I mean, do something with all that paint. I sat 25 minutes looking at a Rothko once. I don't know. I don't know what that says with me, but. You know what? You know, the art is like a personal thing. Like, I'm an artist, so I have all this to say. But, you know, it's not – it's just my opinion. It's not yeah. – But I, I do I do agree. I, I think that there's a lot of uh, – there's a lot of people that just kind of want to fit into a community that just, like, kind of do it. And it's, you know, <laughs> whatever. And I do like nutty artists. Like, nutty that, artists. that makes me like him more, you know? So I'm glad you told me that because yeah. anyone who's going to get And he dogs, hated Pollock. He had the same he? opinion on Pollock that you do. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Was, uh, he was saying that Pollock didn't, like, he was just didn't care. Like, he just threw stuff on a canvas and was, like, and just tried to sell it off and made a ton of money. I don't think Mark Rothko died rich. Like, I don't think he made a lot of money. Uh, well, he's, th- he certainly pissed in the pool. Yeah, he took a pee-pee. <laughs> he took a pee-pee for sure. This is the conversations I like to have. This is fun. Like, just, like, down and dirty. <laughs> Talk about pee-pee. Talking about the G-spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking about Jackson Pollock being a piece La- of... up that pee Ooh, in that I bet pee. you hate... Do you hate Warhol? Um, I don't hate Warhol. No? No, because, you know, at least there's something figurative to look at in Warhol. And Warhol, you know, it, it's hard to... Because when you look at the body of work of an artist, you get a much different sense of each individual piece than just looking at each piece by itself, right? So, uh, I don't know. Maybe if I saw a whole monograph of fucking 
Rothko's and maybe it would start to come into focus a little mm-hmm. bit better. But because we all get so inundated with Warhol and especially uh, pop and then the way pop surrealism has gone, right? Mm-hmm. Branching off uh, from Warhol. Uh, so there's there's a little more context. There's a little, I find Warhol a little bit richer. That being said, I'd rather probably look out a fucking window than look at Marilyn Monroe, Monroe's face like four times. Maybe. But that's just me. <laughs> I probably would agree with that. He did some fucked up stuff in those magazines. What do and you mean? I don't mind Basquiat. Basquiat's where the thin end of the wedge comes in for me. The thin end of, end of yeah. the wedge. Because Basquiat is a little bit overly simplistic, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, you know, first glance of art, brute, childish, whatever. But as I get older, I start to kind of, tur- the, wor- the worm turns a little bit in favor of more surrealistic stuff that I fucking hated when I was a kid. Right? Like Dolly, uh, Basquiat. I find myself thinking that maybe there's more, there's something to be said for that surrealist stuff. There's just, it's just the lack of an external measurement that really gets me as like an artist who spends all this time, you know, and maybe it's not great. Maybe it's not perfect, but I fucking, I love it. And I spent all my time doing it. You know, there's some, there's some kind of, I'm worried about not having that external measurement for those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I have my criteria about what I think is good art and and you know it's it's being amended though it's a constitution yeah i was about to say like do you ever have to like reassess it fuck yeah anybody who doesn't reassess their shit's fucking stupid yeah you want to have the same ideas you had when you were 10 no fuck that or even like when you were 25 even when you're 30 like right i mean what other pleasure is there on this earth besides like talking to people figuring stuff out i didn't just fart that was the chair that was the chair and also you can just fart and like no one would know because it sounds like the chair yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give, me, give me the fart chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say anytime I go, oh, I'm sorry. This chair's not made of leather. Uh, <laughs> can I sit here? Because I want to be able to fart and then move and be like, oh. You have like a leather pillow that you just set underneath. You. Yeah. This is, this is my fart mitigation pillow. Yeah, it, And that, I think you really hit the nail on the head with talking about like kind of like talking to people. Like, you know, life is all about like communicating with p- other people. And it's it's always a bummer when you like talk to people who are kind of, what are you drinking? It looks like a bottle of pee. Pee. Yes, it does. I know. <laughs> it's tea. Oh, okay. It's just one consonant off. Okay. It, Lana Esley, look, it looks exactly like pee. In there. Hopefully, it's tea. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, like you know, a lot of people like you know they they live like kind of like secluded from everyone, which is fine, uh, but then they don't like like physically ex- like secluded like in a like in the rural areas or whatever um and they don't talk to people they don't and they don't get to know life and they don't change their mind about anything and they kind of get bitter and they stop caring about other people right and I've... that's the thing i really love about hamtramck is like hamtramck is an entire country in two miles and it's like you if you live in hamtramck you can't help but like or like at least spend a lot of time in hamtramck um you can't help but like kind of feel for people. Speaking of Hamtramck, uh, like uh, going back to your art a little bit, you you do a lot of work in like a lot of your art is inspired by Hamtramck, but also a lot of the work that you do is like inspired by trash, which is uh, like uh, interesting because a lot of people you know trash is just whatever yeah. you know it's obvious it's trash. Yeah, I like I like garbage. I you know it's it's, it's like that dual appeal of something that's free. Mm-hmm. right so it's free for the taking and then something that other people kind of like don't want but also something that tells you about people right yeah like you want to know about somebody you go through their trash you find out everything you need to know so it's it's both intimate and it's available 
so you know is a is, is like the thing we talked you, you mentioned earlier about like wanting to talk to people right mm-hmm. it's it's not just like wanting to talk to people but it's actually wanting to communicate with them and like get their input you know yeah. like some people just talk to hear themselves talk you can tell some people want like a little piece of you in that conversation like fucking edify me tell me right so if you look at garbage you can see what people are kind of about and then it's cute because people are ashamed of it too right yeah. don't look through my garbage right <laughs> so it's 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 like a very intimate like very human thing and it's it's super available and also you know it's kind of an ethical thing too like what people fucking americans want to produce all this fucking garbage but then they don't want it in their street i get so mad the guy who lives underneath me he hired a lawn service. I'm like, the lawn guy keeps taking my garbage. Like, my front lawn is just like a rotating museum of, of, of ephemera, of, of, of different garbage. There's a fucking, wow. there, there's a Taco Bell wrapper out there this morning. There's no Taco Bell within like five miles of him. <laughs> Where'd it come from? It's, I, I, I don't mind it. I wow. don't, I really don't mind garbage. I like, I well, like it. You, uh, you had a show back in March. Uh, it's called Standing Still and Blowing Trash. Yeah. Um, that And so that was, it was all like paintings that you did of like still life, still, yeah. uh, st- uh, is that what it's called, still life? Yeah. I don't know why that, the word, the phrase that exited in my head. Um, and you had also the actual trash like, st- like stapled to the wall or yeah. like sitting on top of it. And like, what, how did that like, what, what was that like? What was that show like? <laughs> oh, it was really fun, right? So you, so uh, I'm a plein air painter. So mm-hmm. that means I actually sit outside and paint, which is kind of radical. Most people photo reference now. It's much easier. You take a picture. It looks much more like a vista, you know, from a technical perspective. I like to sit outside because people have binocular vision. Things look different drawn or rendered if you do it from life than they do if yeah. you take a photograph and then do it like that. So mm-hmm. I have this thing about like being in situ uh, when I'm working. And uh, so when I'm out there, so, so but when it gets cold, I can't do that. So I was like, how do I bring the, how do I bring the outdoors indoors? So I just started picking up the trash that I like when I'm walking around, like doing my job. Wow. So, so I have all these boxes of trash. My roommate's like, get this fucking shit out of here. I'm like, no, I need that. Let me throw away some more like pairs of high heels. I need those boxes <laughs> of garbage. So, uh, uh, and then uh, I was at the DIA. You know, the DIA has a beautiful collection of uh, Dutch old masters still lives. So, like, the still life came about because people st- wanted to, like, show off their wealth. So they started to get these big paintings done with, like, black backgrounds. You guys you guys yeah. just would recognize it if you've seen it. And then there's, like, a plate and, like, a lobster and, like, a dead hair. And then, like, you know, a glass that's rendered, like, really beautifully. Like, uh, pa- painting and drawing clear glass. It's, like, an artist, like... Yeah, <laughs> very exciting thing. Artists look at other people's like glass clear, and they're like, "Ooh, well rendered." So, uh, <laughs> so I got into this. So I started doing it with garbage, with like the garbage you find on the street, and it just turned like there's always a shoe, a vodka bottle filled with pee, VHS tape, a part of a doorknob, scratched off lottery tickets, Swisher sweet wrappers, condoms, tampons. Con- the condom is my trademark. People <laughs> always ask me. It's like a little piece of someone's happiness. Loose oh. in the world. It's like a little orgasm. Just like boop, boop, boop. It's like out in the world, <laughs> loose, having a good time on its own. I think it, I think it's romantic, you guys. That must be interesting picking up. I think it's romantic. I usually don't pick up the condoms. Yeah. <laughs> I, usually just, I usually just unroll condoms at my house. Yeah. I pick one up from next to the bed. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, you know, one man's trash. Mm. <laughs> so sorry. What's wrong with me? 
so yeah so i wanted so i wanted to in doing that series i wanted to, to try and introduce people to the idea that garbage is both intimate and and something worth, worth looking at. yeah something worth looking at i, I mean, mean it's, it's just an object like any other object like, like the ultimate you... human thing <laughs> like, yeah just trash like, and I, you... like or at least uh ultimate like indicative of like our society as a whole pretty much right and just think about it, if everybody could be like less ashamed or less nervous or less like scared then like everybody would get to be their weird self all the time right like if you yeah. had no fear of censure you could just get nuts like crazy <laughs> and the world would be such a better place so maybe if people like got in a little more touch with their garbage they could like let some of that shame go let some of that ego go and we could all just have a good fucking time I'm gonna go jump in the dumpster in my, in my apartment complex when I get home yes <laughs> yes the dumpster behind the thrift store, that's a good one. It, you know, uh, this has been deeply ingrained in me, though. Like, uh, we grew up eating out of the dumpster, you know, Freegan's. Mm -hmm. My family was really into that. And literally every piece of furniture in my bed, in my house, including my bed, my couch, all garbage. Really? All came from the garbage, yeah. Wow. There's good stuff. And then people just scoff at it for no reason. Eh, eh, the garbage. I don't want to wear a sock from the garbage. Fuck that. Just wash it's a it. perfectly good sock. I was lucky enough. It's been like three years. I finally found two gloves that are kind of the same color. <laughs> Ballin'. <laughs> now you can go to the Ritz yeah. Carlton. I know. There's mm -hmm. great fucking shit in the garbage. Or, yeah. I don't know. Sorry. Get off on the garbage thing. Love garbage. I love it. You make me love garbage. I love it. <laughs> well, where can people find more from you? Okay. So, uh, so this this Christmas season. You can. Uh, I've got new ornaments, Christmas cards, stickers, T-shirts, new paintings at uh, at Dam, Detroit Artist Market on Woodward. Uh, so I've got a bunch of stuff there. Uh, I've got a series of paintings up at Ghostlight right now. Mm -hmm. I should have a show upcoming at uh, Cafe Nineteen Twenty Three TBA, and then hopefully I'll. Uh, I'm talking to uh, Richie, uh, Richie Wofel at Lo and Behold. I'd love to get some stuff in his shop if you. He'll let the thin end of the wedge in. Thin end of the wedge. All right. And uh, yeah. So and also I can go to your website. Yes, please. Please visit my website. Drive some traffic there. Mm -hmm. EmilyJaneWood.com. Mm -hmm. I got all my comics, a bunch of jokes, personal stuff you don't want to know. <laughs> naked naked pictures of myself. Mm. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to put we, some up now. <laughs> well, no, just we all, there's a lot up. We will be taking a quick break, and when we come back, we will have another guest. We'll be back after this. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Mike of the Pre Variety Hour on every podcast provider in on God's G Spot. I am joined by Emily Wood, whoop local whoop. artist, Hamtramck artist, whoop whooping, whoop, very whoop, excited, whoop whoop, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. whoop whoop. And I'm also joined by Joe. You are an assimilation expert. That's right, uh, Michael. Uh, thanks a lot for having me on, Emily. Very nice to meet you. But what I do basically is I help immigrants, foreign people. 
uh, kind of shed their devil tricks from abroad. And I do this from experience, from a place of love. Wow. Um, you know, I have my own history and my own uh, path of transformation, um, my own path to Americanhood. Right, so you're not originally from America. I'm not originally from America, but you wouldn't know it. Would no, you? No. no, no, I would not. Um, and actually, I'm sorry, I don't know the protocol here, but I got my pop here. Would you mind if I sip on my pop as you, I tell you about my life? You and may work? sip on your pop. Thank you. The very American way of saying uh, soda. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what would you like to know? Uh, I, well, how do you? Where are you from originally? I'm originally. So I'm from one of these large, uh, sort of pagan uh, countries. Very dirty. A poor sewage, mm-hmm. um, not much to say for it beyond that, so I won't, you know, and my parents brought me over from there when I was very young, it's at a time when there was still hope for me to assimilate, and you know, the hope is important, like for my parents, for example, uh, there was never hope for them, mm-hmm. you know, I love them to death, but, uh, you yeah, know, leave them behind. right, there's a, they're, they're kind of for, for gone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so when you, how, so how'd you get to America? Uh, I got to America... Believe it or not, on a plane. So oh, okay. I at least arrived in a civilized fashion. Yeah. Um, you know. And uh, I was uh, brought to South Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, with my parents. And it, like I said, it was a process. So I was uh, I was brought in with many strange and foreign habits. Yeah. Uh, you know, I talked funny. I didn't, uh, you know, there was a time in my life when I had a bit of an accent, uh, yeah. but I worked on my speech, and that's why you know you notice zero, zero irregularities in my speech. Yes, it's spot on. Um, so I worked on things like that, uh, you know, and uh, in, in the you know, kind of shedding my uh, pagan uh, symbols of worship okay. was important. Coming like around, uh, you know, like uh, strange little deities all over the house, and mm-hmm. learning uh, the way of a of an honest Christian American. Uh, you know, I can tell you about uh, going over to a friend's house when I was young, and their parents, just before we had dinner at the table, uh, you know, saying, uh, Joe, and that was my name at the time, either, uh, believe it or not, saying, Joe, uh, you know, would you go ahead and, and do uh, do grace for us? Uh, say grace, please. And uh, you know what I said? I said grace. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, long, it's a long path. It's a long path. It's a uh, long path. So, so you think monotheism is an important aspect of this, of this transformation, which everybody is yearning for, frankly, and all, all, of, all of us Americans are really wishing to expedite. Yeah, yeah very much so. <laughs> Emily, this is um, this is a Christian nation, okay? So we got the the triad there, you know, Jesus and the and the Father and the Holy Spirit, um, you know, and uh, that's what this nation is about. It's a white Christian nation, and that's important to understand, uh, you know, if you're going to assimilate. Uh, as someone who you're not a, a white man, uh, uh, that's a little sensitive uh, topic, <laughs> but okay. Uh, how does it feel saying that it's a white Christian nation? Uh, well, you know, I, I do what I can. Uh, it's about accepting these things. So I'm a little, I'm a little hurt that you didn't notice that I've been doing the skin bleach therapy. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. now for a little bit of time, but you know, that's well, okay. I mean, your skin technically is whiter than mine. Uh, right? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not Caucasian. Uh, you know, it's it's about accepting these things and accepting a little bit of self hatred too, yes. right? So I told him, immigrant. Another important thing about uh, assimilating is is really hating immigrants mm-hmm. you know so you got to embrace a little bit of self-loathing so i get up in the morning every day i look in the mirror i say i love you you're wonderful uh you're capable of great things but you're a dirty rotten immigrant and don't <laughs> you forget that so it's embracing a little bit of self-loathing yeah, in gotta, order to assimilate you gotta yeah. edge yourself right mm-hmm. same thing when i'm talking to my parents i love you mom you know but uh <laughs> damned if you aren't also a dirty immigrant <laughs> wow interesting so so tell me a little bit <laughs> go ahead Emma. you look like you had a question 
I don't know whether to laugh or be upset. No, well, we can be both. You can be both. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your process of when when you uh, are are trying to assimilate somebody to America. Um. Well, uh, speech is important. Yes. Uh, you know, so it's about you know like forego the you, accent, right? Forego the accent, and you, you know we gotta you gotta talk like a real uh, normal American. You guys were probably born here, but uh, yes. just by our speech, just the people listening, you know, they wouldn't. I'm my speech is a little. This is more all American. You know, you guys could probably assimilate, even though yeah. you were born here, a little better. Yeah, we could always I would a little assimilation. So. Yeah, so that's important. Um, you know, the way you dress is important. Yeah, uh, you don't want to draw attention to yourself. Uh, you know, except on Christmas, you can do a little Santa suits, Halloween, you know, dress like a Dracula. <laughs> wait, wait, I, th- I thought I thought we were all trying to wear as many American flags as possible. Yes. Well, that is You important. are wearing, you're dressed head to toe in American flags. Absolutely, but that's not, I'm not drawing attention to myself. I'm just, <laughs> I'm blending I'm, in. I'm, I'm quietly <laughs> announcing that I'm a good patriot. Yes. Um, you know? Quietly announcing. Okay, so how many guns do you think is like entry level yes. for Americanization? I have zero. Two. Two. two is two is nice, two is right? Level. Yeah. Okay. okay. Am I not a full-blooded American if I don't have any guns? Um, you you know, no. But you're on your way as long as you are supporting the rights of people who have do do have guns. Okay. Um, and as long as you are sort of uh doing your best to minimize the concerns of gun wound victims. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, where where do you get those those ceramic ducks that you those those cement geese that you put on the front of your house? Yeah, and they, that's they very dress. American. How many outfits yeah, do like, you need per geese per year? Calendar. Obviously, year. you need the raincoat one. Yeah, right. Santa Claus one. Well, uh, and you need the flamingo too. Let's not forget the oh, flamingo. Oh, yeah, the little front lawn flamingo. Yeah, but yeah, the do goose. you dress the flamingo? You don't dress you the don't flamingo. Oh, okay. Flamingo that's a rookie, yeah. rookie move. The no, no, no. flamingo dresses your that's yard. A, that, that's pseudo terrorism right there. You dress the flamingo. People know you're trying too hard. Yeah, yeah. So what about the goose? How many how many outfits do you need for the goose? Uh, the goose you need. About, let's do let's say four. Let's say one for each season. Okay. Yes. Oh. Um, ah. so being winter. season conscious is an important part of immolating. <laughs> That's a great word. <laughs> you need the one with I'm the I'm sorry. Code. You know, I, and this is another thing, too. You can't have shame when you have slip-ups like that. Yes. Assimilating? Um, assimilating. Assimilating. Assimilate. Learning to say the word assimilating is an important part of assimilating. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't assimilate, you're making ass And I'm going to be honest. something that I struggled with. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very fair. Um, so when you... Also, did you guys notice that the word dyslexia... It's so rude because like the people <laughs> that are dyslexic cannot, it can't say that word. There's an well, there's an X and a Y. We'll throw yeah. in some more consonants. Yeah. But on some level, you know, they don't deserve to know the word if they <laughs> are not going to put the work in. Same with assimilating. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You know what? You're right, right, Joe. Oh, so how much overseas travel do you think an American should do to really loudly get out there and proclaim, I'm an American in a foreign country, and you all are gross, and, and oh. like, how loud should you be in other countries? Well, you should be or pretty should... loud. They should go to America, and, uh... They should go to America. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm... Uh, excuse me, I, you know, I do slip up from time to time. They should, Americans should go to Canada. Definitely, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know, and you're gonna want to rub it in their faces, um, <laughs> and you know, Americans should also go to Mexico. Yes, uh, but again, not any of the you know. I'm talking about resort Mexico. Yes, nice that's Mexico. where Americans belong. Panama. Uh, and Americans should drink a lot and be real loud, uh, and that's the proper way to act uh, as an American abroad. Yes. Cool. Yeah, that answers my question. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, when. 
What is your who? Okay, who is the most American celebrity? Uh, the most American celebrity. Well, uh, let me let me survey you. Let oh. me. What do you think? Oh, I get surveyed, Michael. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Who do I think is the most American celebrity? Uh, I'd say Blake Shelton, maybe. Yeah. Blake Shelton. Pretty. Did, pretty. Didn't he just get voted the sexiest, sexiest man, man alive? Sexiest man alive. And you know what? Who can argue? Everybody. He's American. He's American. Yeah. Yep, he's a little. He's a little daddy. He's a little uh, country. He's a little racist. You know. And that's what I was. I was concerned by the blowback. You know, you spend all your life assimilating, and uh, all of a sudden, these so-called Americans are blowing back against their own values. Yes. That's a little disturbing. Yes. Well, you know, homogeneity of thought is is a hallmark of America. Yes. And, and when you can't Tradition. count on everybody following the same rules, what do we have? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Got a chaos. Yeah, got a fucking pagan country somewhere that nobody wants to go. Emily, who do you think is the uh, most American celebrity? I got to go Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Like 80s. That's like, like 80s America. Burt and Lonnie Burt Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, one. A little trashy. A little country, yeah. I think it might be, might might be Donald Trump. Actually. Ooh, might be Donald Trump. It hurts. Might be Donald Trump. Um, That's so accurate. It hurts. You know, he he could have chosen a more American wife. Yeah, I'm gonna say that, but that's also very American. She she, she might not even be a person. We're, we're not true. sure where the batteries go. No, for my <laughs> money, I, I you know, Michael, I gotta say, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, uh, especially in that movie Overboard with Goldie Hawn. Oh. That is a great American great film. Movie. And that's my favorite movie, really? in case you were going to ask. Wow. That's a badass choice. Yeah. And what was it? She had a birthmark on her ass. What was it? It was like a strawberry or something. I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't recall, but I do recall that the word ass is in the word assimilation. <laughs> as you kindly pointed out earlier. Yes. Very um, nice. Yeah. So as an American, do you, uh, a full-blooded American, do you celebrate Hanukkah? We are coming upon it tomorrow. It's Hanukkah Eve. I, I thought it was a little distasteful that you brought it up. Really? Uh, yeah. Like I said, this is, uh, you know, a, a Christian nation, monotheism, you know, mm-hmm. all these things with the Starbucks cups. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Happy yeah. holidays. Yeah. Uh. So uh, that's, you know. I have a question. Yes. So I live in Hamtramck, right? And people often greet you with uh, assalamu alaikum. What is the proper response? Get the fuck off my lawn. <laughs> And, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily matter if they're on your lawn <laughs> or not in that instance. Yeah. 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 Hamtramck is a disturbing place to be. Really? Uh, for a fully assimilated American. Really? Because it can, yeah. can it make you, like, end up going back to your old ways? Well, yeah. What, yeah. Is, what is the rate of recidivism for assimilation? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, very high. Oh, no. Um, it, partly because of people making comments to remind people of their origins, you know, something, uh, uh, you know, perhaps you reminding right. me that I'm still working on the skin there, you know. Sorry. Um, Sorry, again. Things like that. The rate of recidivism, recidivism, the rate of recidivism is... Okay. <laughs> recidivism. It's very high, unfortunately. Yes. Fit us, sit down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another important thing about assimilating being American is having a lot of good folksy sayings under your belt. And Emily, I really noticed that about yes, your you speech, have a lot and of, I really appreciate that. You have a lot of uh, um, folksy sayings. What was that one about the wedge? The thin end of the wedge? The thin, thin end, end of the, the wedge. wedge. That's how you get them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely going to be incorporating that into my lexicon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How do you? Yeah. Um, a lot of them come from movies. Movies are a good place to... Ghostbusters is my go-to for, for folksy sayings. That's your plan, get her. 
No human would stack books like this. Are you Alice menstruating? Do you guys Ghostbusters fans? I am. I am. Um, I am a fan of Ghostbusters. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Since uh, I've seen the movie. So this time. is... Mm-hmm. It's a process. I'm still working on these simply so I haven't I haven't seen Ghostbusters. You have oh, that's like Ooh. pretty American film. So that's a point of shame. That's a point of shame. Mm-hmm. Still. Uh, you should be ashamed. Yeah. What what tattoos do you recommend for the American who wants to like take it up a notch in their pa- their Americanism? Interesting. You, and Eagle, flag, maybe? bird. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got your basic flag, bird, constitution. Um, <laughs> constitu- <laughs> the whole damn thing. That's uh right? that's something I'd like to a see. A really big trans. Absolutely. Stamp. Yeah. <laughs> My best friend, this is a little aside, my best friend has a tram stamp, right? So, like, class, like, that's the trashiest tattoo ever, right? Very I'm American. Like, let me see, what is it? It's the, it's the communist hammer and sickle. Oh, my tram God. Tram stamp right above her ass. I'm like, I love you. Uh, that is very, but you don't seem like, you, you, you're very, you look very uh, angry, Joe. Yeah. That's low points on the assimilation scale. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> can, you so un- can you go the opposite direction of assimilation if you're already American? Yeah, like could absolutely. I could I be a non-American? Absolutely by uh, by uh, you know by criticizing Blake Shelton and celebrating Hanukkah. That's oh. how. Yeah. Well, I don't celebrate Hanukkah. I recognize it. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you can definitely go backwards. What's what, what's some of the least American things you yeah. could do? Uh, changing your name to a foreign name. <laughs> <laughs> definitely naming your kids a foreign name. Yes. Uh, Especially if you're not foreign yourself. Yeah. Um, but but that that sounds like cultural appropriation. That sounds like it, we could have a wormhole here. Yes. We might flip back because cultural appropriation is very American. This is very yeah. This is true. So yeah, but uh, you gotta you really gotta Americanize it first, you but know, like, so that it's almost unrecognizable. Uh, is it American to, to eat culture. like Mexican and Chinese food? Because I feel like that's really American. Um, it is, but as long as that, uh, as long as no Chinese or Mexican person would recognize the food you're eating yes. as uh, truly authentic, and this has actually been really difficult for me. You know, I'm not going to say what uh, you know, pagan country I came from, but there there became a point uh, after I had put in a lot of work to assimilation that this became a popular food for people mm-hmm. to eat, and that was a very confusing time for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, very confusing. Can you name the food? I, I can't. Can you give us a hint? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Is it delicious? I it's, bet it's delicious. It's, um, no, nope, it's not delicious. No? Is um, it Danish? It's, uh, Danish. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, this is, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm having a little bit of a crisis right now, a little bit of a flashback. Yeah. It's like I told you, this is not a total process, you know? I don't like to be reminded about the things uh, of my youth that I enjoyed and truly appreciated and worked oh. hard to, uh, you know, Defy. Well, what things do you really enjoy now? What what are your, what are your hobbies? Uh, shooting. Shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Just Certainly. in general, or do you go to the shooting range? Uh, just shoot. Just shoot. Yeah. Just look out the window. Yeah. And just pull the trigger. Right. Just wake up. Do a little shoot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I like ranch dressing, television, and ranch. Dr- yeah. Absolutely. Ranch dressing and television. Emily gets it. Yeah. Yes. Mayonnaise. Also. Yes. Yeah. Box of wine. Budweiser. Oh, box of wine, phenomenal. Budweiser. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, I don't. I'm not really a big fan of this craft brew. No phenomenon. No, no, nothing. Yeah, it, because it's... there's not a lot of room from for what I see and uh, for nuance and artistry, um, and and you know small businesses and what I see is the true American yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, American corporate all the way. Yeah, sponsored Absolutely. by. Yeah, what are you sponsored by? What am I sponsored yeah. by? Oh, uh, uh, Dave's Wheats. 
Dave's wheat's okay. If you're bad with grains, then wheat's the way to go. Okay, good. And that's a Fortune 500, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yes. I, I'm also fo- uh, sponsored by Glowcom, who create, created the Gamma Glove. Oh. But. It's incorporated. It's it's important to be incorporated. You know, yes. like I am an I'm an LLC. Yes. Oh, you yourself. I'm an LLC. Joe LLC. Joe, just Joe LLC. Wow. What what, what do you? What, just why? Um, what do you do for a living? Other, like, is this a full time job or is yeah, this like? A... I assimilate people. Wow. Uh, Who pays you? The government? Some now. Sometimes they don't pay me for it, and uh, sometimes they actually don't ask for me to do it. Would you say about seventy percent of the assimilation work you do is free? I would say about 70% of the assimilation work I do is free. Uh, but, you know, Emily, Emily, you understand that when you when you do something, when you love to do something, you just do it. You know? Yeah. And eventually someone's going to pay you for it or arrest you for it. But. What's your opinion on Jackson Pollock? Uh, entirely un-American. Yes. Un-American. Interesting. Why do you wow. say that? Uh, you know, I was – I think Emily's a, a true true model of assimilation here. Uh, because Interesting. Th- shots fired. I was really, <laughs> I was really pleased by the way you berated modern art. Yeah, I was. It's it's confusing. It's communistic. Yeah, and yeah, and so I applaud that. And I don't like Jackson Pollock. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, you know, I love white people. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Uh, tell me, uh, so what are your, um, where do you see the, the country being in, like, four years? How do you feel about the way that the trends of, like, the country, like, the political spectrum and, like, the cultural spectrum has been heading? I see, uh, a very difficult time for me, uh, for moving ahead. Yeah, because, as you know, we're moving to, uh, uh, be a more diverse country. Yes. Uh, you know, you get this 2040 number in about, you know, people talking about people who are, you know, this is going to be a majority, minority country and uh i've just put so much effort into uh, into trying to fit in so i see this as being a really uncomfortable time for me michael i'm sorry that sounds like it'd be it must be really hard to deal with it yeah it really is uh okay so i i have i have just one question could you shorthand like must do's what's on the list of things you must do it was the top 10 absolutely yeah to absolutely fit it right like are are we talking clothes interacting with other people being loud yeah uh, Mm -hmm. all berating yeah so we talked about you know the way you talk so uh names are important number one is names yeah yes Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. way you talk, like I wouldn't be surprised if maybe you were born a Mikhail Dubrovsky, and if that was the case, <laughs> you chose a good, a good transformative name. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so names are important. Number one. Um, saying grace at the table. I told you that's one I yes. learned early on. That's very important. Very important. Um, and not just saying grace, like not grace. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> and then uh, also important is kind of. If anybody tries to in- interject a diverse uh, or nuanced worldview or perspective into a conversation, you always want to make sure to undercut that. Mansplain. Yes, yes. No absolutely. You always no. want to make sure to mansplain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even if you're a woman, find a way to do that. Yes. And uh, you got to take on a ma- like a masculine stance, like, yeah. like uh, spread them legs. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just basically want to talk louder than other people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Put your hand on their shoulders. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, that physicality is important. Yes. A lot of this like. smacking people on the back and saying, buddy, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Never give a real hug. Give them that, yeah. that hitting yeah. hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look great, bro. So, yeah, that's what, good. What is the most American sex position? 
How do you uh, want it? You don't want to let missionary. anything in Come around on. the missionary, edges. Missionary, yeah. Lights off. Lights missionary. off. Missionary. Yeah. yeah. Good to know. Lights off. So. <laughs> uh, generally, like, crying. Yeah. Uh, four. Number four. Uh, number four. So, um, let's see. You want to make sure that uh, when you are dealing with other uh, people from other cultures that you are doing your best to correct them. You know, mm-hmm. and that is the pol- that's the polite and uh, you know c- that's the kind thing to do is to do your own assimilation work. I encourage you all to become assimilation experts. Wow, um, you know, so that you can uh, really when you're when your friends from other cultures try to introduce something you know uh, interesting, quote unquote interesting from you know from wherever they came from, make sure that you explain to them not just that it's not interesting to you, but why it's not interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. That's important. Do, do you recommend vintage television? I feel like television today a little risque. TV Land. Let's see. Yeah, let's. What about vintage? It's a little too. Yeah, it's a little risque. Um, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I came up on the Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. I did. I that that that's was actually. American. Yeah, I haven't actually told many people about this before. But back in the days when I was really struggling to assimilate, you know, uh, you know, my parents were cooking foreign food every day, and uh, yeah, at night I would, uh, you know, I would sneak into the to the den. And I would turn on the TV, and I would watch Nick at night. I would just watch marathons of the Brady Bunch. Wow. That was a big part of my development. So Brady Bunch or Partridge Family? Uh, Brady Bunch. Okay. Brady Bunch. And important thing, always have an opinion on something like that. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Always have an opinion on that something number five? like that. That's number yeah, five? Yeah, that's number five. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's important to have opinions, but only on certain things. Yes. What things um, are important to not have opinions on? Um, I don't know. Like, uh... What kind of shoes to wear? You yeah. Know, what do I care about? Like who cares? That? Who yeah. cares? Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh. If somebody asks you about that, be like, you know, just act like they're putting really too much thought into something. Yeah. Uh, chastise them for overthinking. Tell them overthinking a mid. Overthinking it isn't American. Overthinking it isn't yeah. American. That's yes. correct. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. Just, just shoot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, shoot from the hip. It's important yeah. to have an all-American celebrity crush. Yes. Blake Shelton's a good Number one. Number six. Yeah. Number six. Uh, all American celebrity, celebrity crush. crush? Uh, Marsha Brady. Yeah, yeah. It's like an old one or the very Brady, uh, very Brady movie, Marsha Brady. They changed. Yes, she was uh, in the '90s when they like did the the movie. Wow! No, oh, the there's original, another there's the another original. blind spot in your yeah. uh, assimilation. Wow. Thank, but thank you. See, you're doing the work. You're I'm not perfect. You're helping me. I'm perfect. Continue exactly. Yeah. Yes. That that was the epitome of America. Yeah, right that now. was I'm I'm perfect. That was yes. phenomenal, Michael. Yeah. Number seven. Um, number seven. Uh, don't wear pants that are too tight. <laughs> Sandals. They should have a little give. Yeah. I know I just said you shouldn't have things on, uh, opinions on clothing, but, uh. But that's one. No, uh, that's an example of an ex- unacceptable, you know. Um, that's a big one, you know. Number eight? Uh, number eight. So, uh, number eight. Can you ever take it too far? Is a cowboy hat too far? Good question. If you're making fun uh, of of Americans, that's taking it too far. Yeah. Oh. So irony. That, uh, all right. I'm glad you brought this one up. Irony uh, is not an acceptable expression of Americanism. No. Yeah. You Ooh. don't want to. You don't want to. You want to stay away from irony if we you want to cement yourself as an American. All topical. All sur- all surface. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that you want to be careful with the types of comedy you choose yes. to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so stay stay away from anything that that reeks of irony. Interesting. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, you always want to be sincere. No parody. No par- no, parody's I... good as long as it's yeah? highly obvious. So Weird Al Yankovic, we're okay with that? Oh, God, I love Weird Al Yankovic. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Num- number nine. Uh, number nine. So when – this is this is a good one for you, Michael. Uh, yeah. When you're uh, on the radio, this is especially important. You want to have a nice, obnoxious laugh. Oh. Yeah. So let me hear yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great that is that's really you have a really good one thank you i worked a lot on it yeah, yeah. that was actually did a couple courses on that with an Your, yours uh, yours uh, emily was a little terrifying it was like uh, it was uh, i got really excited you was, guys i'm sorry it was it was it was horrifying oh, I'll, I'll, I'll practicing yeah. it back to you that was that yeah. was you're not american enough i mean it was it was a it was no, a perfect I'm... It was a it was a good laugh of its own in its own way, but I, it was terrifying. I'm I got really excited. I'm sorry, I got really excited <laughs> because it's such a good one because it's so fucking true. It, yeah, <laughs> gotta have it. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. For, that was kind of a missing key for me for a while. Yes. People weren't treating me like an American. And, How often uh, were you on the radio? One day I broke it. Uh, you know, once I started doing the uh, the assimilation thing on a, on a larger scale, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've been on some stations down south. Yeah. So. Uh, and number ten. Uh, number ten. You want to make sure that sort of all the the self-loathing you accumulate by destroying your identity and, uh, you know, by refusing uh, to acknowledge the breadth and diversity of human experience. You want to make sure that all of that gets wrapped up into a big almost, you know, rubber band ball of rage and hatred. Yes. Um, and you want to just direct it at other people. Yes. Uh, every, for every opportunity you get. Do you get to create art if you're an American? Uh, absolutely not. Okay. But wow. you get to ridicule it. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Joe. You've been a pleasure. Uh, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Emily. And thank you. Uh, thank you, Emily. Remember to go follow Emily Jane Wood. Go to emilyjanewood.com. Go to her shows. Buy her art. It's yeah, very good art. Buy, buy some art. It's un-American I know. as possible. I'm sorry, Joe, I, that I'm supporting art. That's all right. You know what? I'm gonna. we got to make allowances. Things are moving. I'm going to allow Hanukkah. I'm going to say happy Hanukkah to everybody. <laughs> wow. Yay. Yeah. Wow. Boom. It's American now. There we Woo. go. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Absolute pleasure. We will be back next week with even more fun. It's trash day. I'm putting you out. It's trash day. Putting you out. It's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day, I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up the house. Taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage out. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind.
Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. And if you would like to find us on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.